I got $100 on Morgan Wallen. My name's Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a twice-weekly podcast that I host with my wife, Donna. We talk, it's like my morning show from 26 years in terrestrial radio here in Atlanta. Current events, pop culture, headlines, conversations that you're having with your family and coworkers and your friends and people that, that ball practice in places like that in podcast form where I don't have to watch a clock, where I can speak truthfully about topics like Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen is a country artist who's been in the headlines for days now after a video was sold, sold to TMZ from a neighbor of Morgan Wallen's in Nashville after he and some friends had been out getting rowdy and and clearly intoxicated. They were drunk. And Morgan used a racial slur while he was walking up the driveway. And within a 12-hour period, the biggest radio conglomerates in America dropped his songs from their playlists. Within that same period, he was put on suspension by his record label, Big Loud Records. The language is a little obscure with with the the suspension from the record label, and we're going to talk about that coming up. Sirius XM dropped them. Um, uh, the ACM Awards, the Academy of Country Music Awards, said, you know what? We're removing you, Morgan Wallen, from, from uh, the award show in April. Any nominations that you, any categories that you are eligible for this April, we're removing you as a nominee. Um, CMT struck and said, we're removing you from, from all of our platforms. His booking agency, William Morris, dropped him. YouTube did not remove his videos. And while it was rumored that Spotify would remove his catalog and all of his music from their platform, they did not. So streaming and most of digital did not have such a fast recourse in the beginning. The conversation we're going to have is not about Morgan Wallen and what, whether what he said is acceptable or not. We, we should not have to have that conversation, and we won't. The word's unacceptable. The conversation, Don, we're going to have is about this culture that, that so many have bought into that everything can be, and I hate this word, canceled. And while I think that the cancel culture really started to gain unfortunate momentum during the pandemic and during the BLM movement, the cancel culture has been around for quite some time. This is not new, but it's caused a lot of talk in the year 2020. I think a lot of that is because there are celebrities and there are artists who have been at home and and who have have uh, uh, spent a lot of time on social media and maybe said or did things that, that they would not have done otherwise. And because of that, there's a group of people, whether it's an individual, whether it's a, a, a business, whether it's an organization, uh, and, and they think that they can tell everyone else what's being canceled. I'm a grown man. I'm 47 years old. And I have chosen to decide for myself 
what I want to be canceled from my life. Welcome to my second act. And my name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Hi, Donna. Hi. Um, well, you know, a couple of things. I am. Um, I had a lot of people reach out to me because they know my love for Morgan Wallen. I'm a huge Morgan Wallen fan. Um, let me say that this conversation, even if it wasn't Morgan Wallen, I am not. Um, I'm not, as we know, I'm not the largest Carrie Underwood fan. I, I would feel the same way. This is not a conversation because I am. I, I genuinely love Morgan Wallen's music that I feel a certain way for this situation versus, you know, if it was any other artist. And you're right. This cancel culture thing has been going on for a long time. You know, I even think about like Major League Baseball, you know, when when steroid use and all this was first coming out, there was always one person who was vilified in the beginning, you know, and, and, and I don't I don't necessarily think that it wasn't going on at that time. You know, but a lot of times during that period, you know, players would say, we can't believe that this was going on and I wasn't doing it. And later it came, you know, came to light that a lot of most, not all, but a lot of the ball players were doing it. And I think in this situation, the the silence is deafening on one side and the noise on the other is very loud. And I understand because everyone is so afraid of being being canceled there's that word that a lot of the artists in Nashville are not going to speak out in anyone's defense because they're afraid that this wave this tsunami is going to come at them of then you must feel this is right and you must feel that you know that is right and and you're right what we're not going to spend any time doing if you pick up this podcast it you know 15 minutes in do not think for a minute that either one of us feel that the word is acceptable we shouldn't have to say that. Just like when you sneeze, you shouldn't have to say, I don't have COVID. Or if you went out to eat during the pandemic, don't worry, we wore masks. We social distanced. And we've laughed about that in previous episodes yeah. of this podcast. This disclaimer, there's always this asterisk that you feel. There's a, a, a statement to to protect your ass that you feel you must say. Well, and, and I think it even happened during the BLM. Just because I'm not out marching or protesting doesn't mean that I don't care or have feelings about the movement. But what's happened is you're not allowed to say your opinion anymore. And you're told it feels this way, that you are told how you must feel. And who, you know, if you, if I continue to listen to Morgan Wallen's music, which I will, then I must be okay with using racial slurs or I'm a racist. And the thing that I've heard a lot of lately is he looked like a racist. I've heard that over and over again. And that's when I was kind of like, wow, are we back there again with country music? Because for so long, there was a stigma against country music of everyone's a redneck. Everyone goes to NASCAR races. Everyone has tattoos. They don't have any teeth. They have mullets. They're uneducated. Blue collar. Blue collar. They don't make any money. And so because someone has a mullet or you know, an earring or looks a certain way or maybe isn't as polished. And Morgan is not polished at all. And Morgan, although I don't know him, it is very apparent that he has a lot of demons. And I think one of his biggest demons right now, which has been alluded to and then has also been said, is he's fighting some battles with alcohol. There's a lot of us listening today who have done that and have been involved in that. He's also, as I was telling you, a 20-something-year-old kid who has 
experienced extreme success, who doesn't live like Tim McGraw or Tyler Hubbard or, you know, some of these other artists in a huge white McMansion. You know, I heard people saying, I can't believe he lived in that house with a bath rug outside and trash spilling over and he drives a Toyota. Yeah, because what you think about artists and what they actually are, and you and I talked about this, if you believe that listening to Morgan Wallen's music means you're a racist, if you are a Republican, you shouldn't listen to Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw's a Democrat, hate to tell you. Toby Keith used to be a Democrat. Maybe still is. Don't know where he stands today, but he used to be a Democrat. So when you, you know, Blair. Fire up your courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah. In, you know, in your big truck with your Confederate flag, he's a Democrat. Are you going to stop listening? So I think, you know, for me, and the bigger issue, too, with the cancel culture is there's no growth that comes from it. There's no learning. It, it's, to me, as a woman, it reminds me of being in a relationship and truly being gaslighted. You know, or, or a man. You know, you, you, it does not female. I'm just a female. Like, you did something wrong. You understand you maybe did something wrong, but the person just never calls you again. You never get to apologize. You never get to hash it out. It's kind of like I was telling you, you know, if you if you have problems in a marriage and you, you never seek therapy or you never get to the bottom of why it happened, you remarry and the same things happened. Because people are saying, but, you know, he, he had that incident in Alabama and he went away. He didn't go away. All the label did was tell him to go sit in his house and play his Xbox for a while. He, he got no help. And so I just don't understand people who are just like, that's it, you're done, you're off the radar, we never want to see you again. Because where's the growth? Where's the learning? And yes, someone can call him from the NAACP and explain to him why the word is, you know, so offensive but that's not true growth, you know, and, and why why he thinks it's okay. And I also think, and I've thought about this a lot, with the word, and I understand black people say white people should never say the word, and I understand that. However, the biggest hit on TikTok from Roddy Rich had that word in it. It was all over TikTok all over the summer, rock star. That song did not reach the top of the charts because black people were blasting it. That song reached the top of the charts because white suburban girls were dancing to it. And my point in all this is you can't pick and choose when and who's going to be a racist and what's okay to say and this is okay to dance to if it's 14-year-old girls shaking their booties to it. or But if it's kind of a rednecky guy with a mullet and it's country music, that's not okay. The, the lines are so blurred in society. And part of it is because rap music and black artists used to be so siloed and country was very siloed. Now there's a mixture. You have black artists working with country artists and all of this you know, goes on. So again, while it's not acceptable, I think that it's kind of hypocritical to, to point at a couple of things and say, well, that's wrong. But I mean, I know my 15-year-old was dancing to that song on TikTok, but she didn't say the word. When the word came up, she didn't say it. Okay, the word's in there. And she did say it. She just didn't say it on TikTok. I don't buy into the argument 
that if you hear in rap songs, it makes it okay. I don't buy into the argument because I've, I've seen that a lot from people. And I've even gotten that a little bit on social media. I've done two posts in the days since it happened. There's a video circulating on TikTok, Florida Georgia Line covering um, Kanye. Gold Digger. Mm-hmm. And I guess it would be Tyler yeah. Hubbard who, who, who says the word in, in concert and the crowd erupts. The video was taken about seven years ago. Why was there no recourse or backlash? And I would imagine that they performed the song that entire tour, whatever tour it may have been. Why why was why was that not in the headlines? Why was Tyler Hubbard and Florida George why were they not canceled in this cancel culture? Well, I don't think cancel culture existed seven years ago to the extent that it does now. I think it is at a, at a, at a fever, at a hype. And I also think, you know, Morgan is slightly a, a lightning rod right now, number one, because of his success. But number two, because I think people feel like after all, everything that happened in Alabama with him partying and so forth, that wouldn't he know better? Wouldn't he learn better? But I mean, he he's living his life. He, he was living his life. The footage was taken from another person, again, not saying it's right, but how much footage is out there of, and I hate to even name names, but whoever, some of the biggest artists out there, what footage is out there that we just don't know, doesn't exist? And if it comes out, are you going to be okay with canceling that artist as well? And you and I have had a lot of discussions too about the the women of country music and how quickly they jumped on this bandwagon of canceling, canceling, canceling. And and also trying to buoy Mickey Guyton, who is a female black artist in country music, to the top of the charts to prove what? What? It's the Marin Morris. It's Kelsey Ballerini. It's a group of women who just don't like men. It's a group of women who are so angry that an artist like Morgan Wallen is holding very valuable real estate on the music chart that they can't get a hold of. It's anger that an artist like Morgan Wallen got that slot on Saturday Night Live as opposed to them, and also got a second shot because after partying in Tuscaloosa at Alabama that weekend, if you remember, Lauren Michaels, who's the executive producer of SNL, said, you know what, we just can't have you up this weekend. It's too risky. And then they rescheduled him, and he was on three, if not four weeks later. There is this movement by this group of self-righteous female country artists in Nashville to do away with Dick entirely. And... I have a couple screen grabs that I want to share. On Twitter, there is an account called The Women of Country. Now, you would think that The Women of Country, what? Would be a, 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 an all-inclusive Twitter account for women. And, 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 and what, Donna? And, and, and push women and... Female and, agendas. Uh, all and- of that. 
The tweet says, let's make this right. Join us in skyrocketing at Mickey Gilton or Mickey Guyton to the top of the iTunes chart by purchasing Bridges, which is her latest EP. Cassidy Pope, who wouldn't know a hit if it hit her in the head, tweets, I'm so in. DM me your emails and I'll gift the first 100 people at Mickey Guyton's EP. And then some other F-level artists chime in and pledge to do the same. So suddenly this has been turned into a contest. Yeah, and the thing about it is Mickey Guyton, Mickey Guyton did not not have chart success because of Morgan Wallen. It wasn't like Mickey Guyton was in the running or was number two or number three, you know, behind Morgan Wallen and just wasn't getting charted. It, it she, she wasn't getting charted. So it wasn't like he it was at his her expense. That's what I don't understand about it. He was not keeping her from charting Mickey Guyton. My biggest challenge with the cancel culture is this. Allow me to decide what in my life I want in and what I choose to purge. What makes Sirius Satellite Radio or CMT or the ACMs, what makes them the conscience of country music? Of country music. Or, and again, th- this is just one incident. incident in, in, in the cancel culture. The Morgan Wallen is just one piece of this cancel culture. Allow me to make those decisions for myself. I was not always a fan. I, I'm, I'm late. And we've joked about this in recent episodes. I'm kind of late to the Morgan Wallen party. I did not like his music in, in, in the whiskey glasses and the, uh, you know, the first three, four songs. I just wasn't a fan of. I don't know Morgan Wallen. Our paths have crossed two, three times, but never more than just a very, very surface introduction, a very surface conversation about welcome to Atlanta and a a quick photo op and then be on our way. I don't know him personally, but this double album dangerous that he released about a month ago, I said it when he released it and I listened to it for the first time four weeks ago to a month, whatever. And I've been in country radio and country music my entire life, my entire adult life for 26 years. It is and remains one of the best country projects that's ever been written and released. And I think he's proving that, unfortunately, what's happening is he's proving what terrestrial radio doesn't want to admit, which is he doesn't really need them. And I think, you know, Big Loud put him supposedly on ice, which will be interesting to see if Big Loud still profits well, of course they will. You know, from the downloads that are going on. But it's very unclear exactly what that means. And they've been cagey. I, I told you, you know, they have a, there's a, a black female creative director that works for them who wrote a beautiful piece about Morgan and said that she knows his heart and that, she, you know, and she spent a lot of time with Morgan. This is one of her, their artists on their roster, obviously, their biggest artist, you know, I would dare say. Certainly. Oh, absolutely. Certainly yeah. now. And that he, you know, she spent time with him and that he is not a racist. But that, again, he has lost his battle with alcohol. And that that's concerning. So not every person in Nashville feels this way. 
And that's the thing. I think the people who've worked with him and are closest with him are saying it's not really him. Now, again, that's him saying it. There's no doubt. And the alcohol or substance abuse doesn't give you a pass either. No, no. Because, you know, a lot of people say, listen, that's liquid courage. That You really say what you really feel. When you're drunk. When you're drunk. That's good. Morgan has a younger sister, I think she is. I think she's younger. Her name is Ashlyn. And after about five days of this story, she took to social media and she posted a picture of her in a sweatshirt that she, I think she made it weeks ago. And it has empathy written on it. And I want to share the post and read it with you right now. You okay with that, Donna? Mm-hmm. She writes, a sweatshirt I made when the world wasn't even near as cruel as it is at this very moment. Have I always shown empathy in every moment or situation? No, I haven't. I also don't expect to be ridiculed for not always doing the right thing. I know the one and only person who is mistakeless is our perfect creator. I know that he is the only one who has ever deserved to cast a stone. And even then, he didn't. Does he forgive? Every single time. Would it be nice to live in a world where people actively try to forgive and work on themselves instead of tearing other people down in their spare time? Do I feel like people should have consequences for their actions? Absolutely. God gives us obstacles and mountains to show others how they can be moved. We are all a work in progress, but the world we live in right now makes it so hard for us to correct our mistakes without being beaten down first. Let's be the change, show empathy, forgive, and help build people up, and let's move the mountains together. You've asked for my statement, for my stance, here it is. I stand for forgiveness and building people up so they can try again every single time like Jesus would. So please, next time you have all that hate built up, use that fuel to pick someone up instead of pushing someone down. Now, you asked for my statement, I'm not asking for yours. That's empathy. Morgan. That's Morgan Wallen's baby mama. That is. Mm -hmm. Really, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. His sister is Ashlyn, but that's his baby mama. And she's in the video. I think she's the one in the, the, the following day. Yes, that's walking out of the house with him to the Tacoma. We, was that the most shocking thing for you? Well, he has. He's always driven. Sung about it. A Shirley Silverado. That honestly was the most shocking thing for me. I mean, there was a lot shocking. I thought that the video was going to pan down the street a little more, and there was going to be like a 1500 parked. Yeah, no kidding. Down near Fire Hydrant. Big old tires. But, but he, 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 click, beep, click, beep. And, and the Tacoma unlocks. Love it. So his sister Ashlyn, this is her post. And thank you for that guy. I, I did not know that at all. I thought well, that both were from her. Well, and I think what happened, the reason I, I the only reason I correct you on that is people kept saying to his, and I don't want to just call her baby mom, but I honestly don't know her name. I just know what her Instagram handle is, and it's not her name. But they kept saying to her, are you going to comment? Are you going to comment? Oh, so again, coming at her. So silence is deafening. you know. And that's the thing, too, is that social media allows people to goad you. Maybe she's trying to, this is the father of her son. We also don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There have been some people who've said, listen, when you come down that hard on someone, you also have to be concerned about their well-being when they're struggling with something. Maybe she's trying to collect her thoughts. But you don't even get time to do that in the social media world. 
the minute something happens, you're expected to put forth this unbelievable statement and tell people exactly how you feel. And if you're not, then your silence says you're on the wrong side. So she finally made the statement and then his sister made one too. Uh, His sister Ashlyn writes on social media, there are only three things you should ever do about a mistake. Admit it, learn from it, and don't repeat it. Cancel culture is the worst thing that has come out of our digital world. It leaves no room for forgiveness and growth. In turn, leaving no opportunity for individuals who have made mistakes to learn from them. I totally agree. And I've said a lot of times, you know, listen, not to get too uh, spiritual and faithful here, but I mean, Jesus didn't just hang out with the best of the best. He just didn't. And so if you only want to walk on water all the time and you only want to hang around people that are just like you, look like you, think like you, same skin color, listen to what you listen to, prop you up, believe you, shoot rainbows out your rear end, your life's going to be pretty dull and you're not living in reality. People are flawed. Celebrities are flawed. Artists are flawed. Athletes are flawed. You and I are flawed. You know, I think if you if you're if you sat in a boardroom today or on a Zoom meeting and something popped up above every single person's head and it had all the mm. list of things, the, the sins, yeah, mm. or or just things they're struggling with, you would either be shocked, you'd take two roads, you'd either be shocked and never hang out with that person again, or you'd have empathy, empathy, grace. There are those words. And you would say, hey, I've been there. Can I help you? You know, as opposed to never want to see you again. I'm just going to pretend like, I mean, how was their growth when you say, I'm just going to pretend like this didn't happen? You know, imagine if we treated our kids that way. If they came in and told you something and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend like that never happened. I'm not going to talk to you about it. We're not going to talk about it. We know where those relationships end in therapy, a lot of therapy for people later. Because at some point you do have to sit down and deal with it. And, and I don't think, I'm not one of those people that thinks like Big Loud, his, his um, record label, they're not therapists. It's not really, it can be argued, it's not their job to counsel him through everything. But I think he's clearly struggling with some things. He has demons, we all do. And most of us have the privilege of going back to our homes and shutting our doors and closing our blinds and, and living off, off the radar. He doesn't. And they're all bubbling to the surface. And so he deserves the right to, to, to get help and to figure out what he's done wrong and, and how he can better himself just like anybody else does. So what's it look like? What's the outcome look like? Here's what I think is going to happen. Depending on whether or not Big Loud, the record company. Unfreezes him. <laughs> yes. Are they going to let him go? Are they going to cut him loose in any albums that he is obligated to present to Big Loud? Whatever remain the number of albums that remains on his recording contract. Absolutely, they're going to hold on to him. They're not going to. I mean, the, Morgan Wallen is the only artist that they have. If Big Loud had chosen to cut him entirely, I do think that Morgan Wallen could have gone the road of an independent artist. He could have found a group of investors in the beginning because Morgan Wallen is not financially set by any means. No. And, and, and not to pile on, but I think that seeing the home that he lives in made a lot of people go, wait a minute, this guy's 
this guy's selling out arenas and and and, and twenty thousand seat sheds pre pandemic. But he wasn't pre-pandemic, really, was he? Uh, he was. He was getting there. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, the 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 money doesn't come until years and years and years later. Yeah. So I think that uh, he would need some investors to do this in the beginning. But I think that he could have gone and and released his own music. The fact that YouTube didn't pull the videos, Spotify did not pull the streams, but yet Terrestrial Radio pulled them within six. I think Cumulus Media pulled them within seven hours of the video being released to TMZ. Um. The radio airplay, I think, in the first 24 hours is down about 80%. His streaming is up nearly 400%. So it shows you uh, the music people do not get their music. From radio. They don't. They get it from iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, streaming and digital. So that would have certainly been a, a way that Morgan Wallen could have gone, and that is to continue to write. Now, as far as touring, he would never be invited on a tour with another artist he, he's as you have always you, you pin this i guess from rudolph the red nose reindeer years ago and we use it all the time morgan wallen has been moved to the island of misfit toys yeah no artist is going to uh not in, right uh, now it's going to be some time so what morgan could do is sign a couple of independent artists to his own deal who also are rowdy and just have this don't give a shit type attitude um and then they could tour with him and that's going to be the interesting thing. Is he going to take the, uh, I'm, I was just having fun, I don't give a shit attitude, or is it going to be the apology tour? You know, We've how, done the apology tour. Which way is it him. going to go? I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know that Morgan Wallen, I, I don't know that, that Morgan Wallen really wants to sober up to go to your award show. And that's on him. That's a decision he's going to have to, to make himself. You know, if you don't want it, if you do not want sobriety, it's not going to happen. You can check into as many rehab facilities as you want. You can talk to as many therapists as you want. But if it's not something, if you, if you feel you're being told you have to do it, it's kind of like the cancel culture. If you're being told that you have to go to rehab and you have to get clean, and it's not really something that you want to do right now in your life. It's not going to work. Well, and sometimes with addicts, the more that's piled on them, the more they say, screw it. You know, I, I've got nothing. Everything's negative right now. So what? what's the point? Um, and we're projecting. We don't know that Morgan Wallen is any of those things, but clearly those in his inside circle have said, listen, you know, he's, he's got some challenges with alcohol. I do have one, one question. In your years of radio, when, if ever, did you ever get orders from on high of pulling somebody that quickly like that? Never. Never. And that would have not, Carl, that would have not come to me. That that would have come to, to my program directors. Um, I've thought, as a lot of people have here recently, about the Dixie Chicks. And when they got canceled for speaking out about President Bush when they were on stage in London 20 years ago, maybe more than that now. Um, I don't even know how Johnny Gray would have been our music director at the time. thought a lot about Johnny and, and how that all was handled. Um, I think that the email, again, from Cumulus was out within six or seven hours. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never seen anything like this. Um, where it was so swift, where a career was deconstructed in a matter of hours. Um, and, and for people who are listening, it makes it easy to make those decisions because individual radio stations don't determine their playlist and what they play. Not anymore. It's determined by corporate. So in one fail swoop, you know, Emmis, 
the, these are big broadcast companies. Intercom, Intercom iHeart, Cumulus, who owned thousands of radio stations across the country. Everywhere you listen to your local radio, listening to this podcast, were able with one push of a button, one email, to remove all of his music from the catalog. Scrub the catalog entirely. See, I think that this is a different color of uh, the cancel culture. I don't that we have not seen, which is why I think it's interesting to watch because. Um, if you think about radio being so industry and like so corporate, especially like with his labels, but then you have the more like crowd-based streaming of the the Spotify and the YouTube, which is totally like whatever is charting is going to be what the people are listening to the most. You could argue that it's the industry canceling as opposed to the crowd. Agreed. Because when you get, I was reading, you didn't get to it, but the the, the next paragraph uh, where his sister Ashlyn was saying, uh, I do not believe the pure hatred he has received is beneficial to the situation in any way. Um, and making a comment out of pure hatred about someone that you do not personally know based on a short clip of him uh, is unwarranted. But I have not seen, and I'm sure that there is a lot of like personal hate towards him, but the reaction as like an outsider that I saw was such an industry thing that nowhere in here does she talk about the actual like industry closing down on him. And so it's interesting. Like I, I, I wonder if, if the Wallen camp would be this upset, had it just been the crowd canceling it, which devil's advocate for the industry. If you can think about the fact that like, surely there is, um, you know, with, with how the, the, um, like market makers kind of pick it, you know, which artists are going to be really big. Surely there are artists that like would not have been caught in a slip like that. If that makes sense, like it, yep. you know, and they yeah. just like were not put on top. If you think about, it's almost you could say that it's good on the industry because they're saying, you know, crowd, you guys can listen to whatever you want, but this is not the person that we're gonna get behind. That we're gonna get behind. Yeah, it's a perfect example of like a Sergio Simpson. A, you know, there's there's millions of those artists that, you know, are darlings on Spotify in those places that the labels for whatever reason and we've talked about it before there's just so much there is just so much um, money and time that can be put in and they do kind of handpick artists and there is a lot of and that's where some of the female-based stuff came about because females were feeling like they weren't getting the representation that's been going on for a while that male artists you know, made conversation during the bro country that that was getting more but you're right. Even on, and again, we bring up TikTok. Even on TikTok, there, the most people are like, "I'm still listening," and, and it's almost like the way I kind of compared it the other day when I was thinking about it. It's kind of like the Robin Hood thing, in a way, that you know, big corporate is not going to tell us who we can listen to, what music we can download. It's the same thing with the stock. So now I think, in a weird way the people who listen to music are buoying him up in another way to say, no, 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 not so fast. Again, not acceptable. We don't agree. I also think the younger generation is more forgiving than the older generation. True. That they, they get it, that they get drunk, that they get sober, that they, you know, that they make mistakes, that they say things that we don't even understand, that they have a language we don't understand that they refer to their friends a certain way. Again, if you pinned them down, they wouldn't say, yeah, I think that's a great thing to say. But I don't think they're as up in arms about it as the old guard in Nashville. And it was self-protecting, you know, for the program directors that we know. These companies felt the need to react somehow. Sure. 
Sure. Which I think you can say is, is a win-win because I think sure. the, the, the crowd and the people are being sort of the forgiving and that they're going to take it and still rise them up in the industry. You could argue that the industry is saying, you know, yeah, mistakes happen, but there are a hundred Morgan Wallens and we can support one that, you know, was not caught doing this. Yeah. That's not a liability. They're putting a governor on him. If you know what that is on your golf cart. Mm-hmm. You can only drive, yeah, you can only drive so fast. You can only go yeah, so fast. True. true. Quick, quick note as, as we go out, by the way, Please. right as of right now, the top 20 songs on uh, Apple are all Morgan Wallen. Uh, and just worth noting that um, nine of the top 10 albums are all white men, two of them being Morgan Wallen. Is that all genre? That's country. Yeah. That's what those girls are mad about. Well, mm-hmm. they are because they <laughs> want those positions. And the, the Mickey Guyton is an artist who, during the Black Lives Matter um, movement, released a song to country radio called Black Like Me. And country radio didn't touch it. It didn't even chart. If you as a black female country artist can't chart a song during BLM, basically about BLM, is that a greater problem as well? But yeah, the- I mean, you, you've always said it. You know, you you got, I know when you were in terrestrial radio, you got in some hot water, you, you got in a dust up with Sarah Evans because she was complaining that she wasn't getting airplane. You were just saying the record wasn't that good. And that's not coming at her for being a female. Absolutely not. You would say the same thing about a male artist. but They have. Yes, but at the end of the day, if the music's not good, people aren't going to download it. You shouldn't, you, you don't get to get on the charts just because of your gender or the color of your skin. And, and like you said earlier, it's not a competition. You, why would you as an artist want someone to buy your way onto a chart? Gift. Or gift your gift way onto your a way. chart. Because to me, that's saying you, you couldn't do it on your own. Let's continue the conversation on social media at ATL Cadillac on Instagram, Twitter, the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. And um, there's a dedicated phone line for this podcast. You can email, uh, not email, you can email anytime you like, but you can leave a voicemail, also a text message, 770-464-6024. 770-464-6024. With the Hertz My Car Program, you will always have a car that fits your need. With the Hertz My Car Program, you can exchange your ride up to twice a month. We're believers in this program. We've been a part of this program for months. Uh, there are three different tiers, all-inclusive subscription tiers that offer different vehicles to fit your budget without the long-term commitment. The starting price, $5.99 per month. Your maintenance, your liability protection, and premium roadside assistance is included starting at $5.99 per month, the Hertz My Car program. And with Hertz, I've had people say to me, um, is this Hertz as in Hertz rental car? And it is. And the great thing about that is there's a, a large fleet of cars for you to choose from. The other great thing is that all these cars, when you get in the car for the first time and it becomes your car for the length of how long you want to do the My Car program, it's cleaned. It has been sanitized. It's sealed. You're actually going to break the seal to the get gold standard the gold seal. sandal seal to get into the car. You're going to have a full tank of gas. The tires have been checked. You're going to roll out of there with peace of mind. And if anything happens to that car while you are driving it, you're going to get flipped into another car. You don't need to worry about maintenance. You don't have to worry about 
your car breaking down and car repair bills out of the blue. It is a smart alternative to owning. It is a smart alternative to leasing. Get behind the wheel without the long-term commitment and have flexibility about what you want to be driving. Nationwide uh, availability. You can pick up at over 2,000 convenient Hertz U.S. corporate neighborhood or airport locations. A valid credit card must be presented at the time of rental. Offering the ultimate transportation flexibility is just one more way Hertz goes the extra mile for you. Learn more at Hertz.com slash mycar. That's Hertz.com, H-E-R-T-Z, Hertz.com slash mycar. The February menu is active at dinneraffair.com. Uh, I'm going to go home and order yeah, our meals yes, for the yes, month. Yes. I'll set the delivery date at dinneraffair.com. They bring them to the porch, drop them off. Uh, they're packed and, and delivered in dry ice. So you can pull them into the house when you get home from work. They're still going to be fine. Load them up in your freezer. And then you pick out a meal that you want to prepare for the family, defrost it. And then uh, two, three easy steps. You got a healthy, delicious, nutritious dinner on the family dinner table. Yeah, I mean, we're into February. If you've, after the length of this pandemic and you've been eating at home and cooking for your kids and cooking for your family, even if you are like Martha Stewart, you have run out of ideas. Yes. I mean, you are just standing in the the aisle what at the now? grocery store like what I've done. Like if you have cooked hot dogs lately, like we have. I did this week. And that was just because we wanted to do something different in between dinner fair. But if you're there and you don't have dinner fair, you're at the bottom of the barrel there. So it's time to set up something new. These meals are healthy. They are good. You can take out ingredients that you want. There are no contracts. You do not have to be in a program for six months, and you get to pick your own meals. 100% guaranteed. Are you focusing on eating healthier, getting more organized, trying to get back to normal? Dinner Fair is perfect for this. It's a cost-effective way to get dinner on the table. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. $30 off your first order. The promo code is Caddy Reset 2021 Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y, Reset 2021. Quick example, six chef-crafted dinners and dinner affair feed four to six people. Price per serving, $5.25, $5 and a quarter per serving. The sixth dinner price is $189, $30 off of the promo code Caddy, Reset 2021. You're at $159, 100% guaranteed. Dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Tom Brady and the Bucks for the win. You want to run through some Super Bowl stuff real quick here? Donna. Yes, I just, I'm just shocked. Like I was telling you, like, I mean, he's younger than you and I, but like, I, I, I mean, I couldn't sprint down the driveway. It's like he's amazing. Like he's been cryogenically frozen and they just pull him out every year and put him in the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter what uniform he's wearing. Doesn't matter. Many missed a Super Bowl streaker with about five minutes left to go in the game. I did. Because TV cut away from it. Dang. They always do that with, with, with streakers. But this guy got nearly all the way down the field. Uh, he is a uh, he was planted by a YouTube star. I don't understand that story. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Who? What do you mean planted? Well, he was paid by this YouTube guy to, to streak at the Super Bowl. So he's like a prankster, this Vitaly Zidorovsky. Yeah, he's a dude that owns the, the, the YouTube channel. Mm. All right. For a porn website. I, I, I didn't, is that in here? I yes. didn't see that part. Yes. It's an X-rated site that Vitaly okay. runs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this mm-hmm. is nothing new to the guy that actually did the running onto the field. He did this during the World Series, during the World Cup. Uh, he also, uh, I think he scaled the Hollywood sign and spelled Holly Boob or something years ago. I mean, you would think they would have a picture of this guy and be like, okay, if you see him come through. I wonder if he comes. You know what? The dude in the pink, uh, the pink singlet. I know how he got in. 
I bet he was one of those Dressed people wearing a, the underwear that was dancing around with The weekend. Okay. One of the clones. While network TV steered away from it, here is a clip from Westwood One Sports Network who stayed with it and uh, had fun with it too. Second down, 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. And that's really how it went down. There's, I've seen where people have taken the, the play-by-play audio there from Westwood 1, which was no visual. That's like radio. That was I think that was Sirius XM's channel carrying the Super Bowl. On Sunday night. And, and then put it and, to and, the Yeah, video. they put it to the video, and that's exactly how it went down. He literally slides into the one, and then they arrest him. I thought that was great. And then the weekend, I told you, supposedly he spent $7 million. Is that right, of his own money? I've read that, yeah. Yeah. I, found, I saw the funniest thing where, I don't know if you, on one of the songs where he had the camera, like, right up in his face, and he was kind of, like, jerking around. I've seen the funniest meme where it says, seven-year-old me trying to find my mom in the grocery store. <laughs> Like it looks like he's in the fun house, with all the mirrors. That part, that part of the, the halftime show. You know when you lose your mama in yeah. the grocery store when you were yeah. little, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god." I've seen one like when I tap my back pocket and realize my phone's not there. Yeah, that's the same. The same. There's just this, this, this nervous chaos. Nervous. Yeah. yeah. The Reddit ad, five second Reddit ad, unbelievable. Worked for you? Well, I thought. I thought. I mean, I had to go back. I like because it came so fast, and I like screenshotted it really quickly because I'm like, I know where this is going. And it just basically was saying, you know, it was kind of touting Robin Hood that crowd, again, that crowd platforms can can do scary things and amazing things at the same time. But they could, they said that it was great marketing because they said they could only afford the Super Bowl ads are expensive. They could only afford five seconds. Here you go. Or 10 seconds. I don't know how much it was. All right. Tampa Bay Bucks over the Kansas City Chiefs. Saturday, we're traveling to Gainesville. 1,600 Browns per drove Gainesville is where we're going to be for the huge red, white, and blue all-American parking lot sale extravaganza with Ask for Donna and the family. Come on up. We are going to, uh, I'm going to be performing. What? We're working on a band, but if the band, if the band has to dip, you've got some silks. Then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to perform for everybody. Do some Cirque movements. Come on up. We're going to get great deals on whatever room you want to work with or, or that you want to redo. Uh, if you just want to buy a couple of new pieces, I'll help load up your stuff. And Donna's going to give you a great price. Locally owned businesses. We love a gallery. Furniture gains. Askforthewolfman.com is the website. If you want to go ahead and check out some stuff there before you come up this Saturday from noon to three-ish. But please come see us and just say hello. That You're sounded s- desperate, Donna. Well, no, but I mean, I, I just like, I would love to, um, I, I know so many people like by their um, names or like their um, Instagram or you know like but I, I would lo- I would love to put a face with um, a name and hopefully when you put our faces with our names you won't be like oh my god is that what those two look like I had what no idea what is she doing with him well I don't think that's going to happen but anyway just come see us financing is available 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom we'll see you there this Saturday that is the 13th at Gallery Furniture 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville askforthewolfman.com Tell Donna there's a Carolina Panthers because they are the Carolina's football team. Both North and South Carolina claim them. Oh, I love that. Pop Pete Paula from Western North Carolina. Dane Paul, she always knows all that stuff. They're even looking to relocate them to South Carolina, so that's why they're not called the Carolina Panthers. Okay, but very, then they yeah. wouldn't be North Carolina. Okay, all right. What was the Carolina, North and yeah. South Carolina? Okay. Uh, another Pop Pete for this episode. It was very sad to hear about the passing of the canine Carlo, but I'm curious. Does that police officer who lost their canine partner receive another canine partner? 
depends on the situation. I can tell you that in this particular situation, uh, Sergeant uh, Andrew Splawn, who was Carlos Handler, Carlos Alpha, uh, was just promoted to a lieutenant. As a sergeant, and, and I can only speak to the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety and Police Department. In, in Alpharetta, you cannot be a handler and be a lieutenant. You can be a sergeant. Um, lieutenant is much more of a supervisory position, and so you can't also be a a, a canine handler. And and now Lieutenant Splawn has decided that he was offered this promotion and that he really wanted to take this and something that he's really been working hard towards. So uh, Lieutenant Splawn will not be part of the canine team anymore um, after losing canine Carlo. It's sad. But it's time, you know, he... he it's good that he's moving into a new, I think it'll be better for him. I would think like if I was a canine handler, it would almost be better to move into a new department. Uh, Anita responded, uh, replied to the letter. We send it to you every Saturday at nine ten. Uh, I agree. Morgan Wallen will stand. I have all of his stuff so far. Now his daddy being a preacher might be sitting him down for a come to Jesus meeting. And perhaps he needs a little of that. He seems to be a little bit lost in some of his behavior, but he's a kid too. I would hope him being a new daddy would help him settle down a bit but perhaps he is stressed about that and the leap to stardom that he's experienced. After all, he's a country boy from a small town in Tennessee. I'm praying for the good Lord to place some good godly folk in his path that will counsel him and help him find his way to a good place. I surely don't want alcohol to be his downfall and cause him to crash and burn, but we all have our lessons to learn. Some of us have to take a class a few times to get the lesson down. Farewell, said Anita. Thanks for reaching out. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I had no idea Morgan's daddy was a preacher. This could explain some stuff. We've talked about these preacher's kids before yeah. and how they go buck wild. So, that could be something that's going on. But if your daddy's a preacher, can you imagine having to have that sit down? Let's connect over the weekend. Text left on red. That's uh, one word left on red. Red is the color RED to the number 22828 to subscribe to the letter. Audio for this episode from Sports Center on ESPN and Westwood One Sports. Our thanks to executive producer Carl App and new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. <laughs>